0: Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talking Sports with Jim Shublin. On Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. for a Saturday, October 8th, 2022, along with producer, co-host Extraordinaire.
2: Extraordinaire, that's how you wrote it, isn't it? I did. I don't know okay. if I spelled Extraordinaire correctly, but it got the point across. Well, phonetically, that's how I'm reading it. But uh, Excellent. Uh, yeah, Extraordinaire,
1: Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. And then I'm Jim Shovelin. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, We are going to be doing talking sports, uh, talking local sports of all sorts this morning until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Then it's the Judge Phil Hauck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish Football, Tim Priester, as they give you Fighting Irish Preview. Well, week eight is in the books in high school football, and uh, and we're going to cover that. We're going to do the scores. We're going to talk about uh, some of the games uh, some of the teams, some of the players, et cetera. And we have the text line open. The automotive color and supply text line is open for you at 46862. That's 46862. Just put TS in front of your message so we know it's for us and not the health show down the hall.
2: You don't want us touching the health shows.
1: No, no. We, you don't want health advice from us, (laughs) or at least
2: from me. Yeah, Yeah. for both of us. Trust me.
1: Although I do have experience in multiple surgeries uh, (laughs) on on things that I've uh, done to my body carelessly over the years, uh, trying to be well. When someone isn't an athlete and they try to try to be an athlete, yeah. And the orthopedic surgeons are cheering me
2: on from the sidelines. <laughs> Here you go, Jim, keep going, keep going, you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I must say, for a guy to play competitive baseball for as long as you have, yes, sir, you are an athlete. Because there aren't very many people who can do that. So don't sell yourself short, well, Mr. but
1: Shovelin. Yeah, so oh, I appreciate that. But but then again, in the words of the immortal John Kruk... I'm no athlete lady. I'm a baseball
2: player. (laughs) John Kruk definitely didn't look like an athlete. That is correct.
1: That (laughs) is correct. But uh, nonetheless, here we are. Yeah, the orthopedic surgeons are going, I love Bermuda. Come on. Come on. Keep (laughs) playing. Well, once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply. Text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. Uh, Well, hey. Justin, let's get right to the scores. Sure, let's do it. Let's do this. Uh in the Summit Athletic Conference, of course, last night the Carroll Chargers ran their record to a perfect 8 and 0 with a 51 to nothing demolishing of the Concordia Cadets and uh they've played 8 games and they've given up 60 points this season, less than 8 points per game.
2: How about that? Very impressive. Carroll clinches it's first outright SAC championship ever. No matter what happens next week, they have a multi-game lead on everybody else in the SAC. Jimmy Sullivan, 237 passing yards, five touchdowns in the win. Cam Hirschberger, 107 yards receiving. Jorge Valdez with an interception for the Chargers defense. Another complete performance out of Carroll. They are your SAC champions. And maybe this morning they'll be painting up the victory bell. The, yes that is the who knows. maybe they have to maybe they got to wait till next week but not sure who has the victory belt i'm not sure because it had to re- to, to go around to a couple programs this year yeah so i'm not yeah. sure who has it right now
1: okay well let's see what it could have been carol
2: could have been carol could have been, been bishop Lewis. could have
1: been was
2: snyder snyder yeah, yeah those three
1: so uh yeah anyway they may have to paint it up they may have been the last ones to maybe, maybe claim it already so, in
2: silver and blue who knows yeah.
1: Well, and once it gets to Carroll, it's staying there for 12 months.
2: It absolutely is. They won't have to share with anybody for the 2023 season.
1: And you mentioned Jimmy Sullivan. He also scored a touchdown, received a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Philly pass. special. Yes, little double reverse action there. In other scores, it was Bishop Lewers blanking Southside, 42 to nothing.
2: Nothing too surprising here. A dominant victory for Bishop lewers and man, you just got to wonder what is going on at Southside. You know, a shutout loss in a game that at the very least we thought they would be able to get on the scoreboard and maybe keep it competitive for a little bit. But just absolute domination by Bishop Lewers, who I think we're not giving enough credit to in Class 2A. Could they be a team that can at least get out of the sectional? And we're looking at, once again, them and Eastside is probably the cream of the crop Mm -hmm. in that section. As they have been.
1: but, But then again, the emergence of Charlie Stansky.
2: You know, no after... better story, in my opinion, than Charlie Stansky this year. Bided his time, struggled when he got into limited action prior to this season, and then is able to to have the year that he's having. Just a down-to-earth kid. You know his dad. They're good people. And this, the season that that Lures and Stansky are having here in the regular season is great to see. Yeah, four and four, and in the ever-tough SAC.
1: And of course, yeah, after you know Carson Clark emerged uh, early in his junior season and then that senior season was record setting. Yeah. But then uh, you know it's it's when Clark graduated it's like oh no what's going right. to happen. Well same he, with
2: Greg Bolt, right? At yeah. Columbia Greg Bolt at
1: Columbia City and we'll get to that too. You know he was uh prolific yeah. in uh in his uh, position at quarterback for the Eagles but um, yeah we'll talk about that too and uh and just a lot of similarities there. But uh Lewis 42 to nothing over Southside. Northside gets another victory, a big 49-12 win at Northrop over the Bruins. And uh, Northside, 6-2 and two in uh, the SAC.
2: Five straight wins now for Northside. They have Concordia at home next week to wrap up the regular season. Could this be a squad? And we talk about teams that have considerable sectional droughts. I know they're going into a sectional with Snyder and... Bishop Dwenger, but this team has not won a sectional championship since 1990. They're going to be seven and two more than likely heading in to the playoffs with a six-game winning streak. They're playing good football right now. Keep an eye on the Legends. Could they end that 32-year sectional drought? Other scores had Snyder blanking Bishop Dwenger at
1: Shields Field by a score of 28 to nothing.
2: Talking about teams that are rolling, Snyder now with their sixth straight victory. They've shutout or held teams to under seven points in five of those six games. The only team to go over seven points since Carroll did in week two was Homestead in week five. It's been back-to-back shutouts against Northrop and Bishop DeWanger. Snyder gets Bishop lures at home to cap off the regular season next week. Snyder number one this week in the IFCA coaches poll and really close behind Merrillville in the AP poll. This is a team peaking at the right time, as unassuming of a Snyder team, as I remember in recent memory. They're just very businesslike going on their approach. There's no big gaudy numbers across the board. It's just a very businesslike approach, and it's working for the Panthers. They're 7-1. Of course, that lone loss to Carroll and a close one in Week 2, and they'll wrap up the regular season next week at home.
1: And when you look at things with with all the attention given to a Carroll team, and and attention that's been deserved, Snyder's kind of flown under the radar because, yeah, it, as you said, their only blemish was to Carroll in, what was it, 28, 21? Yeah, it was a close you know, game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very close game. And uh, so the Panthers uh, just not getting quite the notoriety perhaps that maybe they should. But like you said, it's also a, a very workmanlike, very businesslike uh, Snyder squad where you're not going to have the the great big D1 prospects and all this, uh, like
2: they've had in the past, just guys that go out and get the job done, know their roles, and play them well. And it's a very unique situation, and I asked Coach Tippman about this on the High School Coaches Show on Thursday, is how do you get kids to buy in to not being the stud every week or putting up gaudy numbers, and all weekend we see highlight reels and and gaudy numbers put up on social media and everybody gushes over them and then Snyder's there just putting up business-like numbers and winning games and coach Tipman said you, you just have to be honest with the kids and tell them look we're going to run what we run we're not going to change anything drastic with what we do and you either buy in or you don't and he he mentioned a, a key thing in terms of you know with when you look at college coaches and what they're looking for, yeah, highlight reels are nice, but these coaches want to see how you play in a team environment and how you excel off the ball. Are you a guy that's giving 100% effort every play and you know, getting downfield to lay that block or crossing the field as a defender to to make a big tackle coming from out of nowhere? Those are the things that coaches are truly looking for. And it's a buy-in mentality, and Snyder has been able to get the kids to buy in, and that's not easy in the year 2022. No, and uh, gaudy stats
1: aside, that Snyder defense giving up just 74 points. I mean, the only other uh, team with uh, just double digits in points allowed this year in this Summit Athletic Conference is Carroll. And uh, other than that, it's uh, nobody's close defensively.
2: They're very good defensively, fundamentally sound, not star laden there lucas Rohrbacher is is very solid but this is a team that really really excels when it's got all 11 on the field pushing together and they're absolutely doing that over the last six weeks or so and you could say over the the entire season just they were beaten by a better team in week two at carroll i'd love to see those two teams play again but Mm -hmm. snyder definitely looking the part of a 5a contender and the other score
1: in the Summit Athletic Conference, uh, a big one. Homestead goes into Wayne and ekes out a 61-54 <laughs> out. victory over the Wayne
2: Generals. I'd love to see the stat sheet on this <laughs> one right now. The two quarterbacks combined to throw eight for 826 yards. Peyton Slavin, 401 yards, 153 of those to Grant Leeper, Christian Tr- Trimble, or Wayne, had himself a night 425 yards, a measly 122 yards rushing for Lamarion Nelson last night for Wayne. Very good, but when I saw this this game progressing, I thought, well, Lamarion Nelson needs, must be going crazy. Well, he had That's a decent night, too. but Tristan Trimble was, was the dude for Wayne last night. The most points scored by a Wayne team in a loss in school history. Just a great game between those two last night.
1: But then when you hear of a quarterback throwing for 425 or so, uh, like Trimble did last night, you wouldn't expect a 125-yard rusher either. (laughs) You'd expect empty backfields and uh, and all kinds of uh, uh, route running there. But uh, 61 – oh, they scored again. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 115 points in that one. And uh, in in a score from outside the area uh, of some interest, Warsaw was the 43-7 winner over Goshen. Let's move over to the Northeast 8 Conference. Sam, we mentioned Columbia City. Uh, they were victorious at home against Leo, 28-13, to set up this big collision course with the Norwell Knights. Both teams will enter next Friday's matchup at Norwell, at the courtyard, with 6-0 and conference records, and uh, it's on the line right here.
2: Winner take all next Friday night in Aussie in between the Knights and the Eagles, I was there at Columbia City last night. Back and forth game in most of the first half, Leo made a careless mistake on a punt, and it gave Columbia City a short field. They were able to capitalize, and the Eagles were able to distance themselves after that. Leo got within a score in the second half, but Columbia City answered right back. The run game was working effectively for Columbia City. Last night, it was James Goetz who was the star for that running attack. It seems like every week it's somebody. It's either Ethan Sievers or justice gory or gets and last night it was gets the the defense was very solid stratton fuller with an interception other than a couple bigger runs by max leffler for leo columbia city was really able to contain that rushing game and the eagles now six and zero in the league seven and one overall they've won six straight games and they head to ossian next week for effectively the ne8 championship game yes
1: indeed and uh you know with with columbia City's victory uh, it, it's kind of been in the past or media has has made it uh made columbia City kind of a a tale of two halves of the schedule, right? yeah, the early season schedule where they'd pop out to maybe a, a five and oh or five and one record, and then they'd hit the the gauntlet part of their schedule or yeah. so uh and uh that's not the case
2: no it's not they they beat new haven by forty two they beat east noble by twenty three they beat leo by fifteen so that final four week gauntlet that we always point to for Columbia City and how they handle it. They're three for three thus far, but the biggest challenge by far looms next week heading to Leo. Or excuse me, heading to Norwell.
1: That's right. And speaking of Norwell at Huntington North last night in a game you heard right here on 1380 the fan one hundred point nine FM. It was the Norwell Knights fifty-six to nothing over the Huntington North Vikings. The Norwell Knights just keep rolling on, six and zero in conference play, seven and zero overall. Back on or track, no overall. Excuse me.
2: Yeah, back on track with not allowing any points. Last week, you know, the defense was a shambles, giving up 14 points <laughs> against the Cal. <laughs> but uh, back on track this week in what was a very two yards. John Colbert run for 93, Luke Graf for 80. The trio combined for six touchdowns overall. Norwell rushed for 429 yards in the lopsided victory. Now they get to prep for Columbia City next week.
1: In other scores, it was DeKalb at home beating Belmont 48-7. Tegan Erk,
2: 342 yards passing,
1: six. Count them, six
2: touchdowns. The, one of the best quarterbacks in the area that not a lot of people know about. And if you put Tegan Erk on, on a better overall team, he would get some absolute love. He would be in contention for maybe a, an all-area nominee or even an all-state nominee but through 19 of 26 342 yards last night 143 yards two touchdowns for Donnie Wiley through the air Derek Overbay with a trio of receiving touchdowns it was a beatdown down that DeKalb handled handed Belmont last night and the final northeast
1: State score from last night had the New Haven Bulldogs
2: Beating East Noble at John
1: Young Field in New Haven, 37 to 14.
2: How about that for New Haven? That's a big win for that team, and I know there's going to be people grumbling in East Noble, but this is a young team, but very talented. But now four straight losses for that program. I'm going to have to do some digging to find out the last time they lost four straight games. Last time they finished w- uh, under 500 in over the course of a season was 2001, and that mm. was the last time they lost. Four or more games in a season. That was Chris DePew's first in a 1-9 effort in Kendallville. But Luke Amstutz hasn't all of a sudden forgotten how to coach. This is just a very young team, very talented team that's learning a, a lot about itself. And kudos to New Haven. Mylon Graham, seven catches, 146 yards, three touchdowns. Donovan Williams, quarterback, throws for 229 yards. Good win for the Dogs.
1: Indeed. Let's head over to the Allen County Athletic Conference where Adam Central held serve they're now 5 and 0 in conference play they're 8 and 0 unblemished on the season with a 56-8 victory over the Bluffton Tigers
2: that's as advertised for Adam Central just taking care of business we're up huge early and that's maybe the one concern you have for Adam Central is not having to play a complete football game for the majority of the ACAC season so if anything, that could be a concern for Coach Michael Mosier going forward once the playoffs start is, man, can these guys you know, flip the switch when they need to and play a complete football game? But Adam Central continues to look the part of the best chance for this area to get a team down to Lucas Oil Stadium over Thanksgiving weekend.
1: In other scores, Jay County lost to Lapel in a non-conference game, 29-21. to uh, Jay County now two and six overall, still one and four in ACAC play.
2: Lapeel is ACAC killers. A couple weeks ago, knocked off Heritage. Last night, they knock off Jay County in what was a really good game up or down in Portland. How about those Heritage Patriots? Yeah, baby. Running their
1: record to four and one in conference play, they're five and three overall. Get a big 68 to 20 victory over the Southern Wells Raiders. And let me say this about Southern Wells: Hey, they scored 20 points last night, and that's almost to their uh, their season total. And uh, and they'd only scored 12 thus far in conference play. So uh, Southern Wells puts the ball in the end zone.
2: Kobe Meyer runs for 109 yards, throws for 71. Braden Walter an interception return for a touchdown, as well as a punt return for a touchdown for the Patriots. It's the most points for the Patriots since I think they dropped 81 on Manchester several years ago Mm. in a a barn burn, an 81-7 game. That sounds exciting. uh, Just uh, probably like 10, 15 years ago. So it was a big night for Heritage last night. And, man, I'm really excited about this Patriots team, not just for the rest of the regular season, but bringing back a lot of production and talent next year. They close it out next week against Jay County, and then they'll head into sectional 27 with the likes of Norwell and Yorktown. So doesn't look too promising in the sectional, but, man, you have to be pleased with what Heritage has been able to do in year three under Casey Colkman.
1: Yes, that program under Coach Colkman is uh, going in the right direction for sure. The final ACAC score had South Adams in a thriller, winning uh, at home over the Woodland Warriors
2: 38-32. to 32. This was a game that went back and forth, and it, it appeared that Woodland had control late, but... 827 yards combined between the two teams. Owen Warner throws for 276 yards for South Adams. Mav Somerset runs for 123 yards. Also had 10 tackles. A great performance by Woodland, but just couldn't get the stops when they needed to. And I thought going into that game, that was going to be the main deficiency for Woodland was how were they going to be able to handle the spread offense of South Adams. In the end, they couldn't do it quite enough to get the road win. But a fine performance by Woodland on the road.
1: Tell you what, before we go to the Northeast Corner Conference, scores, uh, we'll take a break. But before we take a break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, do you buy bottled water? You buy it at the store, you lug those 24-bottle cases to your car, throw them in the trunk, put them in the back seat, then they have to get them out, put them somewhere in the house. Yeah. Here's what you do. Call Culligan today at 484-8668, 484-8668, and ask about the reverse osmosis drinking water system that you can get right at your kitchen sink where you push a button that looks like the easy button and it turns your tap water into pristine bottled water quality water and I'll tell you what you will love it no more lifting no more tugging those things along into your car out of your car it's just nice and easy nice and easy Give Culligan a call today, 4848-668, 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. Colin Cowherd at noon on
0: 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This
3: team, what they need at quarterback isn't just talent. They need a mentor. They need patience. Here's what will happen to Green Bay. Go look at their schedule. It's awful. New England without Mac Jones. Giants, Jets, Washington's a mess. So they're going to roll to a 6-1 and one start, and all the media guys are going to fall in love with the Aaron Rodgers again.
0: Colin Cowherd at noon. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker or log on to 1380thefan.com.
4: I love that high school sports are about so much more than winning.
3: I couldn't agree more. While the immediate goal might be to win a game or championship, the real purpose of high school sports is to develop good people, not just good athletes. I'm Robert Falkins, a proud South Bend LaSalle Lion.
4: And I'm Carrie Rosati, a proud Ron Colley Royal. We're both assistant commissioners of the Indiana High School Athletic Association.
3: In education-based athletics, we care just as much about how student athletes are performing in the classroom as we do about how they're performing on the playing field.
4: That's because high school sports are a tool to build the character of student-athletes, not just their athletic skills.
3: Developing the whole person rather than just the athlete. That's what high school sports in Indiana are
0: all about.
4: Support the real purpose of education-based athletics by buying a ticket to your high school's athletic events.
0: This is training good athletes. This is developing better people. This is your IHSAA.
4: Doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit TickSuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to TickSuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org
0: now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380
2: the fan at 100.9 FM. Wow. Look at you. I, I figured out finally to tap, how to tap May into the music archives federated media so we're going 1973 today okay well and this first is the yeah. boss yeah first up is the boss he wrote this song
1: really <inaudible> blinded by the light and and there's a thing on uh, i think it was mtv unplugged he broke the song down mentioned every every little nuance of the song and what it really meant okay
5: Calliope
1: Crest to the ground. I'm, I'm no Bruce Springsteen. But anyway, when he, when he says uh, madman, drummers, bummers, Indians in the summer, uh-huh. his Little League team was called the Indians. Oh, okay. So anyway, very nice. Hey, let's get back to work. Okay. Oh, sure, hey, welcome back to Talking Sports. and uh, We almost played the whole song. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'm not I'm not, mad. No, no, I'm not upset that. at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> On this day in Fort Wayne sports history, October 8th in 1994, Michelle Hatfield becomes the first Fort Wayne golfer to win the girls state high school title. How about and, that? Um, yeah. She, uh, she, clinched it, a three foot putt on the final hole at Prestwick clinched a one shot victory over Amber Amstutz of Leo and Angie Blythe of Evansville North. So, uh, she's, uh, was a senior at Snyder at the time. Also in 1963, John Ferguson becomes the first comet to make it to the NHL. And, um, Ferguson played just one year in Fort Wayne, 33 goals, 65 points, 126 penalty minutes, and uh, he ended up playing for the Cleveland Barons in the AHL and then went to uh, Montreal and played for the Canadians for quite some time. And it was always, I wonder who was tougher. I wonder who was more of a uh, a, 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 B.A. Would it have been John Ferguson or maybe... Ed Lindsay. Anyway, 46862. 46862. Put TS in front of your message if you have the answer to that one. And that's uh, what Wayne Sports History, Blake Sebring's book, that is available on Amazon and wherever else you can find books. Let's go to the Northeast Corner Conference. Had some interesting uh, scores from last night. We had Angola beating Garrett at Garrett by a score of 33-22. to Angola, though, now 4 and 0 in big division conference play, and 6-2 uh, and two overall now.
2: That's a wrap for Angola. They are your big division champions in the Northeast Corner Conference. And this was a game. Garrett, the last couple weeks, has shown signs of life, knocking off Fairfield in Week 7. They were leading this game and maybe giving some nervous moments to Angola fans as they were looking to wrap up the division championship. But in the end, Angola gets the dub. They improved to 6-2 and two overall and 4-0 in the big division to be crowned champions there. And they have a very intriguing matchup coming up next week. They will host the Blazers of Eastside.
1: Indeed. And in a non-conference game, it was Cherubusco, 35-19 at West Noble. Cherubusco
2: now 6-2 overall. Good, experienced veteran team for Columbia, or excuse me, Cherubusco. It was a good night for Riley Burroff. Last night, and this was going to be a battle of which team were going to be able to move the ball more consistently on the ground, but Cherubusco is actually able to make some passes and throws downfield to open things up. So Columbia, or excuse me, why do I keep saying Columbia City? They're only, I guess, they're 15 minutes away from each other. But Cherubusco gets the dub. That's four straight for Paul Sade's crew, six and two overall. They'll wrap it up next week against Fairfield in week nine. And you mentioned the
1: Blazers east side was the 35 nothing winner in Albion against Central Noble. And uh, that was a conference matchup in the small division. Now
2: Eastside 4-0 and in uh, the small division, 6-2 and overall. They wrap up the small division championship. And Carson Jacobs, Dakota Reed, Kyle Yoder, all with interceptions for Eastside. Carson Jacobs also went for 72 yards, passing 116 yards on the ground. The Blazers win, clinched the NECC small division championship with the dub and as mentioned, they will play Angola next week.
1: Yes. And uh, of course you mentioned Fairfield and their their loss last week to previously winless Garrett. Uh, They got back on track with a 28-21 victory over the Lakeland Lakers at Fairfield.
2: This was a very important game for Fairfield to get back on track considering what happened last week. And Three straight losses overall, West Noble, Angola, and then Garrett. So crucial win last night for Fairfield. Carter Kitson throws for 117 yards, runs for 93. He had four total touchdowns. Alex Hofer with two catches for 120 yards. Braden Holbrook, the freshman starter for Lakeland, threw for 245 yards in the loss. And two teams that came into the Friday
1: evening week eight matchup with uh, identical 0-3 conference records in the small division prairie heights and fremont it was prairie heights winning that battle 25 to 6 prairie heights now one and three in conference play two and six
2: overall how about that for prairie heights Jaden daniels 134 yards rushing two touchdowns also caught a touchdown pass Taven kyle adds 30 93 yards rushing with a score prairie heights gets the dub to improve to two and six overall gets their first division win of the season and of course uh you know, it,
1: in the not was a team that, um, well, how many games did they go? Was it like an 80-plus game losing streak they had? Or it was something pretty. that was a, either, if not approaching setting, an a record for futility.
2: They had struggled there for several years, and you look at uh, Coach McRae, who's been there for, for now several years, came in winless before he came in, winless his first season, and then started moving up a couple wins a year in the last several years. Four wins last year that was impressive, including a sectional victory over Woodland last year. And two and six this year. So doing what you can in a, in a small school, a 2A environment with not a lot of kids coming out and playing. But Patrick McCrae has done as good a job as I feel you can do at Prairie Heights. Ends a seven-game losing streak last night. Six-game losing streak after opening the season with a win over Whitco.
1: You know, Justin, we mention and we talk uh, sometimes about the teams that are struggling. Let's say, and when you talk about those, you talk about the Belmonts and, mm-hmm. and Southern Wells. Uh, Southside comes to mind. And not too long ago, you know, DeKalb, uh, who is getting their program back on track, DeKalb struggled mightily uh, for continuous seasons. Norwell. Uh, went through a rebuilding program, right? And uh, that was uh, within the last, you know, three to five seasons ago. And you know, just it's teams like that. Uh, you know, at at one time Belmont was the state champion in the Class 3A. I think that was in 2003. So I mean, th- there are teams that you know have hit rock bottom, right? And then rebuilt their programs, rebuilt the excitement and the interest in the program and uh, and have come back and, and been, you know, very uh, uh, very bona fide. And like I said, you have to look no farther than the Norwell
2: Knights. Yeah, and, you know, Norwell, but you, you mentioned Belmont. I mean, back in 2015, I remember where Larry Goetz was out there, 10-win season and going out there and doing some stories on how good of season they were having, won a sectional. They beat Concordia and Bishop Lures in winning that sectional. And then lost by seven to West Lafayette in the regional game. And that was a West Lafayette team that got all the way to the state championship and lost to Chattard. So recent history, we don't have to go back too far to find success for Belmont and some of these other programs. And I don't think we appreciate the effort that goes into digging a program out of complete lack of success. When you are bad and the first coach that comes in to turn that around Maybe doesn't get the credit that he should because it always seems to be the next guy after that that really gets the acclaim. But these coaches trying to build something at these places that have traditionally struggled, or at least in recent memory have struggled, it is incredibly difficult. It is so easy to fall off the map in high school football and so difficult to climb your way back onto it, climb your way back to respectability. And we're seeing some of these teams do it. There are very few programs that year in and year out are just a machine they're going to consistently win eight, nine, ten games. It takes all the effort to have production each and every season. And even more effort, I say, to dig out from an apathetic attitude towards a program due to lack of success. It takes a tremendous effort from a lot of people. Yes, a culture has to be created. Right. And then sustained. You know, so
1: Absolutely. It's, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, with, with that said, don't anybody give up. Uh, on your teams no. or uh, or you know with numbers uh brighter days are ahead we're going to go ahead step out take a break when we come back we're going to be talking with mike mccaffrey in our weekly cougar chat we'll do all that when we return you're listening to talking sports powered by automotive color and supply on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm
3: It's true, everyone is hiring.
1: And like other companies, we have a sign-on bonus,
3: $5,000. We offer the list of the usual benefits, 401K pay time off health insurance. And yet, we're looking for that leader in the office or on the job site who others come to because they are a multiplier. A multiplier trusts and empowers others. They turn the team's talent into performance. Federated Media and our six radio stations are looking for a general sales manager. We'd like someone with broadcast experience, but that's not a deal breaker. If you're working in retail management, outside sales, business development, any type of advertising sales, you should consider this. You'll be working with Fort Wayne's favorite radio stations, including WMEE, K105, 98.9 The Bear, and WoWo. It's urgent that we fill this position. Apply today at federatedmedia.com. Read our blogs, watch our culture video, and you'll see how we move people. We look forward to hearing from you. Better Rated Media is an equal opportunity employer.
2: Mama, what does the chicken say?
4: Uh, chicken? Oh, okay. Uh... And a wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh... uh. Ooh! What about the tiny
2: dog? What? cat. Aww. Owl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin?
0: Eee. What does the turkey say? <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah,
4: well, so? Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Oh, okay. Gira- uh, giraffe. Giraffe.
3: Giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail know the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right.
4: Visit NHTSA.gov
3: Slash the right seat Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council
4: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing I came out in the 11th grade Nobody was embracing you The kids were cruel It was very difficult to be gay Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
0: Now back to in Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380
4: The
1: Fan and 100.9 FM. Look at you. I... You have these uh, these kind of tunes in your car, just, uh, <laughs> cruising around. My classic rock. How about that? Some Zeppelin. Yeah. They played Zeppelin last night at Huntington North. Did huh? they? God. gave them a little tip of the cap. Yeah. All the kids are like, what yeah. is
2: this? Yeah.
1: Well, Robert Plant. I mean, <laughs> but I, I look at Robert Plant today, and I I wonder how did those sounds come out of <laughs> <that> the same? <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. You know, and uh, anyway. We I'll all get both, older. Yes, well you're telling me. I'm gonna have <laughs> trouble getting off this, this chair. Anyway, hey, welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, October eighth. And uh if it's in October and it's kinda crisp out, no baloney, we had to turn on the furnace this morning. Sorry, babe. Uh yeah, we had to do that. Uh, it must be football season. And Luckily, we've got on the Talkin' Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, we have the athletic director at the University of St. Francis, Mike McCaffrey with us. Mike, good morning, sir.
5: Good morning, Jim. How are you?
1: I'm great this morning. Uh, 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 Mike, I have grandson duty. Uh, Diane and I are are watching, and you've probably uh, experienced Ronan, Wesson, and Caleb. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I haven't experienced all three of them together in, in under my supervision luckily but uh hopefully caleb uh coming off uh i think they were all over having a good time last night at one of their other buddies house so hopefully yes. maybe he's wore out for you a little bit
1: yeah yeah well, i have to yeah i have to go pick him up uh somewhere else to yeah anyway uh okay. but yeah his younger brothers the seven-year-old and four-year-old yeah. uh poor, poor diana is at home with them right now and i think they're doing crafts.
5: But uh, nice. anyway. Uh, They'll be ready for you when you get home.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mom and dad are getting back about midnight tonight. So
5: <laughs>
1: they ever got here about
5: <laughs> seven. It's a lovely little Saturday. Isn't that what they call that?
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody does, not me. <laughs> so, well, let's talk Cougar football. Uh, took it on her chin last week and, uh, and now head to Madonna or uh, a, a, a what, what is Madonna's nickname?
5: The Crusaders, the Crusaders, I believe. That, that's, yes. Yeah.
1: Okay.
5: Well, yeah. Uh, we, we we look at this as hopefully, uh, you know, it's a it's a trip. They took the trip last night uh, up to Livonia, uh, Michigan to play Madonna, who's uh, winless on the season so far. Um, after last week, uh, played a tough Siena Heights team, but uh, I think if you talk to Coach D and, and some of the coaches, we. Uh, we didn't execute the way we were supposed to and, and didn't come out with the fire that we probably thought we needed to, to to win a road game in this conference and struggled offensively getting points on the board. Um, missed a long field goal at the end uh, to try to tie it, uh, to get to overtime. But I think, you know, a lot of self-reflection this week over at the football office, and this is certainly a game that um, before we head into another gauntlet of, of marrying Indiana Wesley and uh, Taylor Concordia after this, it's a it's a game that comes... Probably at the right time for us to <clears throat> refocus and, and get some things tightened up, uh, so we can so we can get prepared to to go to battle here and try to jump our way back up the rankings um, after this week. But yeah, this is one that get on the road, get focused, uh, get some team building going on, and, and come out and play a heck of a game today. I'm sure that's the that's the goal at hand.
1: Well, Madonna is a relatively new program, correct?
5: Yeah, year three. I think their first year was the the COVID season. Um, and they didn't end up playing any because they were in Michigan and it was COVID. Uh, so all the games that we had scheduled against Michigan folks ended up getting canceled that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, this is only their third year with, uh, with a football program. And, they're uh, you know, they're taking their lumps early on. And, and, you know, we've seen other schools come into this conference. And it takes a few years to figure out how to win in the MSFA, that's for sure. So um, they're, they're building and uh, they're going to strap it up today and they're going to give us a fight. They're not going to let us get out of there easy by any means.
1: We had a text that came in on the automotive coloring supply, text line at 46862. It says, this was looking to be a turnaround year for the USF Cougars. Oh, what derailed all their progress the last two weeks? But I, I think you've basically addressed that already, Mike, uh, um, you know, with, with needing to get focused again.
5: Yeah, I mean, the, the <clears throat> St. X game two weeks ago, uh, you know, we had so many opportunities to score and just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, we've got a, a fifth-year quarterback, so it's not like we've got a, a young quarterback back there still trying to figure it out. But I think, you know, we had new coaches, we have, a, you know, a new philosophy, new schemes. We're trying to, to figure everybody out, and you get off to a hot start and score 50 points first first two weeks, and then you come home and play a really good St. X team. I mean, they're they're ne- uh, every year, year in and year out, they're really good. And I think we left we left a lot of points on the board that game. And Coach would tell you that uh, they didn't beat us, we beat ourselves. And I would. I would guess that that would be the same thing last week when you only score 10 points uh, that, you know, we're just still trying to to figure out all of the ways that uh, we can use this personnel. We've got great personnel. I mean, anybody who comes to a game can see between Cam Peterson and Laban Davis and uh, the receivers that we've got that they're making plays when it's, when it's coming their way, we've just got to figure out how to get the ball into our playmakers hands a little more often and, and get them in the end zone. So, uh, I've got total confidence that these guys are going to figure it out. Uh, this is a good week to get right, and then, like I said, you, you know, if you come back next week and and beat a Marion team and then beat an Indiana Wesleyan team, well, then you know everything's kind of uh, taking care of itself. But yeah. uh, those won't be easy matches, but we'll be we'll be gearing up and getting ready for those. And you knock those two teams off, you're right back in the thick of it.
1: That's very true, and and you know the the players you were mentioning. Uh, you know, the Petersons, the Davises and all that. You know, look at what Jay Siegel has done, you know, as far as uh, being uh, clutch. When uh, when it's third and fourth down and you need yardage, uh, he's just been getting it.
5: Yeah, no, Jay's, Jay's great. I mean, Jay is a graduate student for us. Uh, came back for his quote-unquote COVID season and uh, actually works in our student affairs department uh, as one of our uh, RA graduate uh, residence hall directors and just a great leader on campus, great kid. Um, love seeing the success for him, and obviously you've got a, a fifth-year quarterback and a fifth-year receiver. There's going to be a bond there, and he's going to look to Jay when things get tough, and um, that's that's what he's done early on. It's it's what got us in position to potentially win the uh, Saint Xavier game, but then went to him one time too many in the end zone, and the DB knocked it down. So, I mean, we're we're not getting blown out, and we're we're in every game that we're in, and, and I think you know a play here or there goes another way. We're we're four and zero, so. Uh, everything's still in front of us. We can still accomplish all of our goals, given the gauntlet that is still ahead.
1: Well, what are uh, some of the other highlights of the past week or so from the other fall sports?
5: Well, I'd say volleyball is sitting at seven and four right now in the crossroads league. Uh, sole possession of, uh, I believe it's fourth place. Uh, so that's, they're, they're playing well and we're playing well without two of our better players who've been injured. Um, Elena Sadursky and uh, page four camp uh, page has been playing, but she isn't practicing. So, trying to work through some injury stuff, but that's one of the the grittiest teams we've had this fall is is that team. They've gotten off again a a Marion, a Wesley, and a Taylor um, and get ourselves in position into the conference tournament. Uh, We're not going to get probably a lot of at-large bids into our conference just from a national standpoint, so the goal for them has to be to to win the conference tournament, and they certainly, they're showing that they can do that. Um, And then soccer, we've got a big one today over at Darcy Stadium where Jake Essig is having his international night, Uh, so our soccer team is represented by 20 different countries um so we have this game today where we're gonna let them bring out their flags we're gonna have some international food we're gonna let people in free with a a donation of a canned good which will go to our usf uh, food pantry that we have on campus um, and then play marion at a three o'clock start time so exciting day over there i'll be heading over there to, to catch some of the festivities he's doing a kid's camp here this morning free for local kids to attend so it's a it's a great day that Jake is in, I think, year three of doing this. Uh, it's really been something special for his international guys to uh, feel like they're a part of our community. Mm-hmm.
1: We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Hooger Chat. And uh, let, let's talk NAIA for just a, a bit. Is, is the NAIA growing in member schools?
5: You know, we actually just got back from uh, <clears throat> fall meetings in Kansas City last week, and we've held pretty consistent. Uh, so I think the number of schools is around 257 uh, total schools in the NAI, and the, the national office has put together a strategic plan to grow to, you know, 275 within a, a five year period. Uh, we have had I think four or five schools uh, this year that have applied to go to either NCAA division two or division three. So we'll lose probably four or five and then we'll gain. I think right now it looks like three or four. So we've been, we've been hovering and pretty consistent with our numbers, um, you know, for life. Yeah. I don't pretend to know president's decisions and why they make, but for me to, to take a leap into the NCAA right now, seems like a, a little, interesting move given kind of all the uncertainty that's over there, but Obviously, if you're at the Division One level, that's a different story. But for some of these D2s and D3s, I just wonder how the big picture of NCAA is going to play out. But every year there's a, some movement back and forth, and we've been right around that 250 to 260 number in the NAIA for the last, oh, I don't know, six or seven years. Uh, but we're actively recruiting and actively trying to show schools why the NAI is the best place for them, and I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to be anywhere else.
1: Well, Mike, thank you for joining us uh, next week. A uh, home game for the Cougars, correct?
5: Yes, sir. We're back at it. Marion, high noon. Let's get it.
1: And that that will be a uh, very uh, titanic tussle there uh, <laughs> between Marion and the Cougs, uh, always spirited uh, to the nth degree as well. But, uh, Mike, we will uh, talk to you next Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us, and uh, have a great week.
5: Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Take care.
1: All right, that was Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. Uh, I think we're just going to take a break so that I can find out what Justin's going to play when we come back.
2: <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Sounds the, good.
1: <laughs> we'll do that all when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. insurance agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Get ready. It's
0: time to play some football. The train is coming. back, bounces off a man, trying to turn the corner, and he walks in for the touchdown. This Saturday, the Boilermakers are on the road, taking on Maryland. Our coverage begins at 11 a.m. On your home for the Purdue Boilermakers, on the Boilermakers Sports Network. From Learfield, on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM
6: toxic, poison, flammable, corrosive. These are warning labels found on items that we use every day. Cleaning products in your kitchen, cosmetics in your bathroom, paints and stains in your basements, or lawn chemicals in your shed. If you see a warning label, you've got household hazardous waste. When these items are simply thrown away or poured down the drain, they can get into the wrong hands or cause environmental pollution. There is no safer way to handle these products than by bringing them to ToxAway Saturday. The Allen County Department of Environmental Management in partnership with the City of Fort Wayne, accept these items and more at Tox Waste Saturday, October 15th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Allen County residents are encouraged to visit acwastewatcher.org to learn more, including locations, guidelines, and fee amounts. Help us keep our community safe and healthy by attending Tox Waste Saturday, October 15th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Presented by the Allen County Department of Environmental Management, the City of Fort Wayne, and City Utilities.
4: Thousands of Hoosiers have hepatitis C and don't even know it. You might be one of them. Visit checkcarecure.in.gov to learn more about this often silent, sometimes deadly disease. There is a cure, and treatment is simple. Find out how you can stop hep C at checkcarecure.in.gov. Get checked, get care, and get cured. Sponsored by Indiana FSSA. Aired in cooperation with the Indiana Broadcasters Association in this station.
0: Now back to Talkin' sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Whiskey River, take
4: my
2: mind. Willie? No. Yes sir, Willie. Whiskey River. Whiskey River,
1: don't run dry. Oh yeah.
2: Good
1: old Willie know Snoop Dogg's a big fan of
2: Willie. I imagine. Yes. They yeah. have certain things in common.
1: Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Willie is a hero of Snoops. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I can understand. The little known facts you're going to receive here. <laughs> the minutia of talking sports. Welcome back to talking sports powered by automotive color and supply as we wrap up this Saturday, October 8th. Uh, Justin, let's take a look at the week nine schedule in high school football. And obviously, Aside from Norwell-Columbia City for the NE8 championship, what stands out to you? Well, because, because the other three
2: conferences pretty much are uh, all taken care of as far as a champion. Sure. I mean, ACAC, I guess you could say if Adam Central loses to Woodland and Heritage beats Jay County, they would tie for the championship. But I don't see that happening. I'm going to say Adam Central is winning that conference. Obviously... Carol has wrapped up the SAC, Angola in the NECC big division is set. East side in the small division is set. But this is really about the momentum week is this is your last opportunity to play a football game where you're not facing elimination and your season coming to an end. And so for every team hitting the field next week, the eye is going to be getting set for the postseason. You know, Columbia City and Norwell, obviously they're trying to win a football game to win a, 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 a championship in the league. But next week is it. This is your last tune up for the playoffs. When you look at the schedule, you look at a Bishop Lewis Snyder. Could Snyder continue to roll? What does Bishop Lures look like if they can make some noise in the Northeast A or in the playoffs when we get there in terms of the N E eight? you look at a DeCal Leo game that maybe holds some intrigue, but Overall, every coach, his top priority heading into week nine is what do we need to do to feel as good as possible heading in to the playoffs.
1: Would this be a good week, and I'm I'm talking about week nine, to rest some players uh, in, in class 4A, 3A, 2A, and, and class A due to the fact that they won't consequently have a week off before True. playoffs start, unlike 5A and 6A?
2: I do think it's something if you have a kid that is iffy for week nine, you maybe don't play him with nothing on the line, but you also have to remember that we're dealing with 14- to 18-year-old kids who are really, they still lack the experience no matter how much they've played in terms of of game night football on Friday nights and every opportunity you have to gain experience you need to take advantage of. So I don't see too much in in the way of, keeping kids out unless they're really 50-50 or they're really guys that could further injure themselves before the playoffs start. So you could see that in some areas, but by and large, I think these teams want to be firing on all cylinders and have all the guys on deck, all the cliches, to head into the playoffs on a winning note, a positive note, and that's what they want to do next week. And those teams that have been
1: uh, tremendously successful this year, And, you know, we've all talked about the fact that the starters will play maybe the first half or into the third quarter, uh, take the fourth quarter off. And then once they get into postseason action, get tested much more readily. And um, by this time of the year, should the players be in enough shape to be able to withstand a full four quarters And because of the resiliency of the age demo that we're talking right. about here. But, uh, you know, do you see that as as a big factor perhaps for some of these teams to, uh, to be careful of?
2: It's a great point because it's in a no-win situation for some of these teams like Norwell and Adam Central and Carroll when they're benching their starters at halftime is, gosh, you can't go out there and destroy a team by 80 or 90, which they potentially could in some mm-hmm. of these games if they kept their starters in for four, four order. But again, look at Carroll. Yeah, they have a week off next week, but they're going to have to jump in the deep end. At best, they're going to draw Warsaw right away in two weeks. And the, the draw comes back out tomorrow, starting at five. And I always joke around, it's 10 minutes of information crammed into two hours, five to seven <laughs> tomorrow. But at, the best matchup that Carroll could possibly get to start the play- playoffs is a six and two Warsaw team. Mm-hmm. That's the best scenario. You could either play Elkart or Penn in addition, so you don't have a lot of easing into the playoff. You have to be hitting on all cylinders from the jump, and that's the that's the balance that Doug Dynan has to have. Is when he's up 51 nothing against Concordia last night, does he pull his guys, or man, we got to play these guys and get them ready for a complete four quarters of football? And either way, you're endangering because what if Jimmy Sullivan would get hurt when you're up 62 midway through the fourth quarter? So it's a delicate balancing act, and it's definitely something that's going to keep coaches up because they need 48 minutes of football to advance in the playoffs, particularly as you get deeper and deeper. And when you haven't played 48 minutes of complete football more than a couple times during the season, it can be a concern. Or 686. We've got just a couple
1: of minutes left. Uh, uh, there was a text that came in. On the automotive color and supply text line says, is St. Francis football on the radio? And uh, yes, they are. They are on uh, 1250 AM and uh, the equivalent on the FM, uh, the simulcast on the FM dial. I'm sorry, I don't have that uh, information on the FM frequency, but the AM frequency is 1250. And you'll hear Joe Parson and uh, uh, perhaps Bill Scott. I know Bill Scott's been uh, doing color on the home cougar game so i don't know if he goes on the road but they are uh, at madonna and uh, we'll be playing a fairly new football program today so uh that is the answer to that question but if uh, you have any other questions 46862 on the automotive color and supply text line what do you got going
2: today i got a wedding of a cousin up in at pokagan Going to stay at Pottawatomie Inn tonight, nice. so looking forward to that. Got to go home, get my marching orders for the morning, and then head there probably around 1, one thirty. Missed some college football. I'm already building my day around how much time I have between the ceremony and the reception, mm-hmm. and there is a bar up there called Six Autumns that has over like 1,200 bourbons really? in stock. Yeah, and so I'm going to hit that up for a couple hours before the reception. It is indeed. That's the plan, at least. So that's the yeah, that's the plan. We're, you know, I, I I haven't been told yet what our plans are. So you know how that goes. I have my oh, mental yes. plans. They rarely match up. Yes, with, yes, what I'm with told the physical, the yes, uh, with reality. Yes, indeed. <laughs>
1: uh, I am going over to Leo High School to the uh, Leo Cub Football Championship. Uh, my grandson Miles Shublin is uh, playing in that, so. Uh, He's all jacked about playing there today, and so it should be a lot of fun. And uh, I just tried to uh, survive my uh, other three grandsons. (laughs) Well, Caleb, he's, you know, he's the calm of the storm, but, yeah. boy Rowan. Oh, Rowan, he's four years old, and, uh, yeah, he's already given me a couple of, uh, couple of...
4: Podcasts by Federated Media.